0: You're listening to the A. Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A. Scully and Sid Talk. Happy St. Patrick's Day, Sid Talk. Is it St. Patrick's Day this week?
1: <laughs> this week? Yeah, not today.
0: This is our um, Irish... I'm sorry,
1: what, <clears throat> what country are you from? Britain. From the United Kingdom, correct? And in the United Kingdom, there is a country called Ireland. I don't know what the origins of, of uh, St. Patrick's Day are, but I, I associate it with Ireland, and yet you don't know. That's so disrespectful, man. I don't know the
0: date of it. I never <laughs> have. I just know it's in March. March
1: 17th. Yeah. And a lot of times you try to throw open in my face about these holidays. Oh, that's an American thing. Oh, that's not a year. And well, this is about as this un-American is. as you can get.
0: Yeah. So uh, is this our? Um, we're both wearing our green suits.
1: Yeah?
0: I haven't got any green I have green no green on, on
1: whatsoever. I, on. I don't actually maybe own on, anything. Maybe on my Kiss t-shirt I'm wearing no, there you're might not. be some green. Nope.
0: And mm-hmm. I don't think I actually own anything green in, in my entire... Just please. Huh. Anyway, it's uh, after the show, that's it. Really, We're not in the
1: spirit of things.
0: Interesting <laughs> discussion. Uh, yeah, we're not in the spirit of things. But we are in the theme of the podcast. So it's Sunday, March the 14th, 2010. This is after the show number 113... is that that unlucky I don't think so Um, and the movie we're looking at this week is Boondock Saints 2 uh, All Saints Day on Blu-ray this is a 2009 movie released on Blu-ray on Tuesday the 9th of March so this Tuesday just gone you can get it from anywhere in the United States
1: well, anywhere no don't like walk walk into your neighbor's house and take it. Not no. don't like just go anywhere and get it. No. And you can go to some Well it's retailer. out in North <laughs> it's out in North America. I can't comment on
0: other uh, markets, but I know it's out in North America now. It's from our friends at Sony. We look to the Blu ray release and you're gonna tell us what it's all about. Have you seen Boondock Saints?
1: It's the one that comes after that. That pretty much covers it.
0: Some people might not have seen uh, it.
1: Alright. Boondock Saints, two brothers who take up a unwittingly, I believe, take up an a vigilante, want to bring down the big mafioso kind of guys in their city. Uh, they're from Ireland. There's some family issues there. A roughneck mother, very Irish, and the father in prison, etc, etc. And through the course of the first one, they become sort of cult favorites in the community because they're like taking out bad guys. Now, in this one, we have them, because we, well, it's kind of hard not to, Throw, you know, blow the wad about the first one, but they're in Ireland. Something happens. Yeah, they're in Ireland. They've sort of retreated back to Ireland or to Ireland, and uh, something occurs in Boston that is uh, kind of smokes them out. It's a crime that's made to appear to be them, and then the father, Billy Conley, somewhat involved. You get a little more backstory on him this time. I think the fandom of the first movie, which I'm not of that fandom, although I love the first movie. I'm not a geeky fan person. But they are gonna they want to know, you know, why is the father so cold-hearted, killer, or why was he in prison and all that. So you get a little backstory. And, um... Uh, that's it. A couple of vigil- vigilantes, but with a little bit different story. I don't know how else to, uh... There's some new characters. See, I can't really talk about it without thinking of adding it to the first one. The first one you have Willem Defoe as sort of the funky detective, and in this one you have a chick who's the funky detective, so it's the same character, different gender. Um you have the little three dudes who are kinda like the what would you call them? Like the comedy relief cop guys. Yeah, yeah. Pretty and much. Who I totally and completely have no recollection of whatsoever from the first one, not even a little bit. I do. So I need to watch it again for sure. And when you watch
0: it, you will. But they, they weren't a big part of it. But they were in any of the scenes with Defoe doing the uh, on the. He's like a profiler kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Any any of that stuff, they were always in those scenes. But you know, they weren't a big deal. They're more of a big deal in this one, I guess. Even though, yeah. Even though they're not. But they, we'll still, get to that when we discuss I Are
1: we discussing the movie now?
0: Yes, the movie. Uh, so, Boondock Saints 2, sequel to 1999's The Boondock Saints. It took a long time to get a sequel. When I heard about the sequel last year, I was a bit worried about the sequel. I was thinking, I bet you this has nothing to do with the original. It's one of those straight-to-video things, which is kind of funny because boondock saints was a straight to video movie as we learned today
1: well they and didn't I, say it was no it look, was okay. looked,
0: it didn't get a theatrical release it was one of those um
1: got shuffled was around supposed
0: and... to but didn't and then right. ended up as a big hit on dvd like a big hit i mean there was i know over the period of the last 10 years there's been lots of dvd releases special editions different re-releases you know up to and a, a new a re-release of it just recently on blu-ray so you can get them both now um so it is one of those movies that, as the director said, the fans kind of, I don't yeah. know, um, got behind, and it became something bigger than it, Instead of it just being a straight to DVD movie, um, I love the first one, like you just said. Um, I did. I, it, very, very different something movie. Something about
1: girdling, gurgling in my loins whenever I watched the first one. And yeah, it's I, a I very, don't
0: know. <laughs> it's a very different movie for the time. Also, I mean, it was like before. It's 1999, so we're before, you know... A lot of stuff hadn't happened, Mm -hmm. is what I'm saying, in movies. I mean, there's a lot of these kind of movies now. I'm not talking about with the Irish slant, but I'm talking about the stylistic action movie... That kind of hadn't happened yet. So this was like a pioneer of that sort of stuff. You know, the slow motion, the bullets flying.
1: Kind of. I mean, True Romance really dabbled with that big time. And that yeah, was a long and time Hong before Kong that. any Hong Kong
0: movie, you could say, like with Chow Yun-fat. Because these kind of... These movies now, you know, Hard Boiled or... Um, the original Departed. Like the... You mm, know, I know not see them. Stuff like that. Um, so, but I think the first one was kind of unique at it in its time and very unique considering the the characters that you could get behind mm-hmm. them they were you know you shouldn't love them but you do i mean cuz they're killers right yeah but there's something and in
1: this one same thing i mean we should be talking about this one because this is what we're talking
0: well, about well i know i'm just getting to it so yeah so you you shouldn't love them but you do similar to like you know kill bill like i mean you love her but She's killing lots of people, yeah. so maybe you shouldn't, but she has got a revenge thing in some of these guys. Um, but it, this sequel, Boondocks Saints 2 All Saints Day, I was expecting a wash,
1: hmm.
0: but it had enough things what I liked about the first one. It was very fan service, let me say that. It was like... Is some cool is sh- the cool shit you remember, which I don't remember like very well because it's ten years ago when I watched it. We watched it right when it came out, um, but here's like the vibe of that movie. I don't think it's a better movie, but I think it's a very good sequel. Let me, that was my opinion there. I disagree. You don't like it.
1: I didn't dislike it, but the parts that I did like were very. Uh... Like if you did this, if you did a like a percentage, I'm gonna say there were moments that I loved, and was like, yeah, that's awesome, or that was funny, or that was cool, or that looked cool, or yeah, I'm I'm in it, yeah, I'm with them in the in the spirit of it. I'm gonna say it was about thirty percent. I'm thinking, and that was spread out in little tiny increments throughout, and the rest of it. Some of the writing and some of the performances, it made me want to rip my head See, off. See, and I
0: felt that they were because it was on like
1: uh, Beverly Hills Cop fifty five. You know, the acting and a mm-hmm. lot of the scenes. What because I, the more you know about this director and the set and the vibe, he's not. There's ugh, it just was so paper thin, almost like comic book characters. And really. that's where
0: I felt like it was supposed to be like that. Yeah, like a grindhousey like kind of. It wasn't.
1: Put in, it was too much of the cheeky, sappy, whatever they were, the little side characters, even the chick. I mean, I liked her, but there was too much of that and not enough of the kicking ass. Now, I'm not normally the kick ass fight scene kind of person when it comes to movies like True Romance or the original Boondock Saints when they would kick into an action sequence with the double-barreled guns and then throwing them aside and then ripping out another two guns and, like, the way they did it and the music and the purpose that they had each time. I'm totally there, right? And that's what I was digging out. In this one, you get a couple of those, a few of those. But it just... There was too much of the other. I personally
0: think there are some scenes in this movie that top the first movie. I don't mean action scenes either. I mean a... a Not to spoil anything. A scene between Billy Connolly and a guy in a
1: chair.
0: (laughs) I think that was perhaps almost my favourite scene out of both movies. Like I'm I'm talking about on a dramatic Mm -hmm. level. Mm -hmm. Um, The action scenes in this movie, I thought, probably... I don't think they topped the first movie, actually. Because the first movie had some memorable stuff that I remember ten years later. This one... There was some good action scenes and the guy does know how to film action. I mm-hmm. mean, well, if you considering you think action is slow motion, glass <laughs> breaking, bullets flying, it's a cool With the thing. cool beat of a Yeah, and there. and there was one thing. There was one action scene that I absolutely loved and it was the one where I actually like the the way this director writer does this. He talks well, the, the characters talk up a bunch of like this is something we're going to do, and then it's happened, and then they go back to it, show yeah. it, show it you're done. So you know it's like a
1: or you get a fantasy sequence of what yeah. did happen, but you never see what now really the fantasy happened.
0: sequence I really loved the one with the with the, the forklift truck. Yeah, yeah, because it was like you know super over the top. And then what in reality really <laughs> happened wasn't quite right
1: and that flash. is one of those yeah. times when I'm like this is cool yeah I like this like the fantasy not not only the fantasy of these dudes and what they imagine they can do or what their their new uh third person and their little party maybe his fantasy of how it is how the romanticized vision of it it's not just them thinking of this amazing how they're gonna really do it but fans you know I can see him thinking fans want to see some weird glossy version of them and then we're going to see and them I, as I, just the hapless two dudes that they are and their plans don't always go right no. and so they're falling in shit and they're fighting with each other and,
0: and I think that was a I good because like yeah. as soon as I when they showed you the slick and they had, actually had all the bad film grain and all that it just like looked yeah. like one well, of my, my
1: favorite scenes was the original when they meet the Mexican dude yep yeah. And he's fighting. That was a good fight scene. Where he's got his hands shackled and he's fighting. Oh, with the yeah. dude. That was yeah. really good. And the, and like, that was close up, right in the brawl. middle of it. Yeah, and I'm... You know, there. I've been in... I've watched movies where the fight scene makes me want to, you know, get up and go pee and not hit the pause button. You know, and that's not good. But scenes like that, like in Bourne and this one, I mean, you're up close and personal and you're right in there. And both of the people, it looks like they sent the insurance people off the set and they sent the, you know, anybody who's going to worry about anybody getting hurt, they was like, could you all go get us some coffee? Because... Yeah. Uh, and then they shoot the scene and everybody's getting knocked around. and as what it looks like. So if it's not really happening that way, I think it's... I per, that perhaps, was one of those moments I really enjoyed.
0: Personally, there was a lot of moments I liked. And I absolutely loved that they covered the backstory of the Billy Connolly character. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was longing to know about him because in the first one he's mysterious you're very mysterious Uh, and in this one he isn't there's some flashback scenes let's say um which are really good really i thought those flashback scenes were really detailed yeah really good like period piece stuff um that fits in and it completely cracks and i'm not
1: comparing them but the level of detail even though they're kind of claustrophobic there's not a lot there's not a lot of you know, spanning long distances or anything. They're very, you know, one set at a time. But the quality of them, the details, kind of is like Robert De Niro in The Godfather. When you go back to when What's-His-Face is a young man, there's a lot of deep... I mean, they took a lot of time, yeah. a lot of effort, to build up the time frame to make you, you know... And they weren't very long. So I felt no. like that was good quality.
0: But they absolutely fill in the Billy Connolly character. Um and not totally, for where I was fulfilled by it. Oh, good. So that was good for me. Um,
1: I think I didn't really want this mystery revealed, so I'm not sure. I I, felt, I'm just I glad good they did. About them. I,
0: I was like, I, I was thinking, I don't think they will. You know, I, I get the feeling there won't be a Boondock Saints three. Mm. So, mm. yeah, they could be, but I, I just uh, something tells me they won't be. So I'm thinking,
1: is this some mystical interference? This is all you're really good from in the this movie.
0: Well, this is good in this movie that I'm getting this because you know they could have they could have waited and and I had it all as a mystery some more, but they didn't. Um, there's also this is more of a funny movie than the first movie. There's a lot more. Yeah, that's what in I was cheek. thinking, and yeah. I like
1: the grittiness of the first.
0: Now one. it does have grittiness, but it also has. Silliness. Um, you know what? I'd
1: compare the sausage it- in the tooth was like, oh god, that was like the worst prop I've ever seen. Com- I won't say what's related to, but I thought it was I'd- really too cheeky.
0: I'd compare it to Smoking Aces. If you, if any, if anybody mm. out there seen Smoking Aces, it's a movie about guns and bullets flying, but it's cheeky.
1: Every line is it's like one line, one line,
0: and funny. Like, but not trying to be funny, but then it is funny. Well, this kind of tried to blend all that in to be a bit clever but it didn't come across clever and some of the scenes were absolutely unnecessary and one I'm talking about is the cowgirl if that makes yeah, any sense totally, to yeah totally
1: yes while it
0: looked really cool and yes it could have come out of sin city or something you know you know what i'm saying yeah. it's cool it's sexy it was absolutely unnecessary like because what was really happening in that scene the real the real elements of that scene were more interesting than the sexy chick wandering around i'm not
1: I think it was like supposed to be the the combination of a fantasy sequence with it what was really happened because she's
0: I felt like it relaying was.
1: to them what must have happened yeah. so instead of just profiling it and she puts herself in it but you know when I
0: say trying to be a bit clever this yeah, movie's yeah. a gritty supposed to you know originally mm-hmm. was a gritty you know hard ass two dudes fucking people up <laughs> now it's kind of like comic bookish yeah. like all of a sudden
1: which yes, it wasn't comic book um, yeah I agree
0: yeah. A little if, too caricature of and everything. The and the maybe other thing, that's
1: the fan service you're talking about. Well, the about. other
0: thing I didn't like is they bring in a third saint on this one. 50%. Now, mm-hmm. I love the guy. Me too. I thought he did a really good job, but I thought he was absolutely not needed. No. Like, like it, it, was, it was almost like, you know, this movie's going to actually be funnier than the first one. We need a, a funny sidekick, because we're not particularly... The two main guys are not particularly
1: funny. What movie does this remind you of? Cop Out. Lethal Weapon something like that Virtually the, the weapon no sidekick by the second and third one Chris sidekick
0: Rock. Chris no. Rock uh, yeah. Joe
1: Pesci yeah it was
0: Joe Pesci then Chris well, Rock well that's what this felt like like we need Tag a guy time. who's funny because we're very si- the main guys are serious hard asses they're kind of funny occasionally but that's not their that's not their motive is it
1: they're like human funny they're not like comedy yeah funny. so
0: and this guy is slapsticky comedy you know he wants a ca- he wants a punchline he has some silly guns he's he's a caricature like an yeah. out of a comic
1: book yeah, it's like they should have made. I'm not saying this. I mean, I like overall. I enjoyed the movie, right? But if you took that movie, didn't make it, and turned that into a graphic novel with the tongue in cheek, and then the story, it would almost almost seem more serious because you'd be able to draw panels and give the the you know a little more uh, to some of the story, and then tag on top of that the caricatures of certain characters, and that would make sense in the movie. It was like I was coming in and out, in and out. I'm like, I'm totally with you. I want these two dudes to avenge whatever. And I, you know, I like the idea of vigilanteism. Of course, in society it doesn't work, but it's nice to see it on the screen. And, of course, the dynamic of their whole family. You still aren't 100% clear about the whole why they are the way they are or why they, you know, take it upon themselves or anything.
0: And I also like how invincible they are portrayed yeah they're almost like <laughs> superheroes but yeah. because you don't feel they're in danger you just feel they're gonna kick ass correct no matter what situation I do like
1: that I think that's yeah. like it It doesn't bother me whereas in some other movie it might bother me like Bond you know we've watched a lot of Bond movies where it's like he's actually got like how this bubble it? around him where bullets just and he just runs right you know so he's not then, in danger and Bond. then you're like okay whatever that's Bond but some movies yeah you feel like okay can we at least have them nicked or cut or something but in the first one they got hurt too they
0: did but you that's know, why
1: they were in the hospital and then they walked yeah. <laughs> walked, out, walked to the police
0: station but there. you never feel that they're gonna bite
1: no because you are rooting for these people like that's what I love about the whole entire story Now another thing I didn't, I just feel like in this one, the bad guy, even though I love Jed Nelson, and I liked him, his performance, it was a little weird at times for me. I I
0: think the idea was... uh,
1: Yeah, but he wasn't bad enough. It didn't... I I do like that guy. Oh, I do too, but I didn't, Um, but he wasn't gritty bad for me. He wasn't the kind of guy that you felt had his fingers across the city and was like terrorizing the populace. I, I
0: actually liked the way he was kind of like a pussy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
0: like he, he was like the head of a crime organization, but that He just locks himself and runs, in, yeah. in a in a room, like, and lets everybody else do the yeah, stuff. Yeah, true. I, I actually that. liked that idea because it it was you know the Defoe character in the first movie. How he's there's just a weird edge to him. Like I said to you, uh, Harvey Keitel in Bad Lieutenant, mm-hmm. there's this weird side to him that shouldn't be there, but it is. And but people just kind of get on with it. And okay, he's like that. Same as the woman in this one.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, a little too much. Yeah, a little too much. A okay. little too much.
1: <laughs> a lot too much. Oh. Now,
0: yeah, there's a woman in this one who replaces Willem um, Defoe's, Defoe's character. So she's a profiler with similar quirks to Dafoe. She's Defoe. a special
1: agent with the FBI.
0: Special agent who with similar um, quirks to Defoe, But she's a comic book character absolutely, absolutely. she's a, ma- a men's no, fantasy she's a
1: no substance to that person at all she's even that designed
0: her costumes are designed like a comic book
1: yeah you definitely I could see her in a panel off to the left with her gun that's stuck right on her belly with her sexy feet and her high heels with to the right side of the pane with the crime scene in the back and her pulling off and her she always, rubber always. I always
0: make sure she has a gun like it's on stuck. the outside of her clothing yeah, not, it's like, not hidden like
1: it's just poked right on the front of her yeah. and while it's Stylized, and I like the idea of a woman who gives. It, that she, you know, I don't like the woman very well. I don't like her in Dexter, and
0: she was actually my least favorite thing of Dexter.
1: Um, Me too.
0: Remember when I said to you, I, I like really like Dexter, but I wish you didn't have to have that woman.
1: Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> your your wishes have been fulfilled. <laughs> Unless he starts, she yeah. starts coming around in his mind like his father. Maybe. Well, that's all this show.
0: But um, yeah, the woman. You know, while being a man, I dig the, you know, sexy woman thing, and I kept thinking of Sin City and like Jessica Alba. You know, uh,
1: kind of because it get, did a lot of wind in that, her hair. Very that wind
0: in the hair. I mean, not that he
1: invented that, but
0: no, they invented that because it's been in movies. But this was, you know, so in your face, like you couldn't take the character seriously because you yeah. knew she was gonna do a twirl and like, you know, it was just seemed very out of place to me. Um, but there again, I liked her quirkiness, I just wouldn't have took it that far.
1: Correct. I wouldn't have given her the southern accent unless she's a southern. The southern was accent southern... was not good. No.
0: I don't see, well, Defoe kind of had a southern accent in the first, yeah, you it's, it's like, it was just a replacement, wasn't it? Yep. And how far can, we... you know, Defoe's character was so good in the first one. Like we, you know, even we were just like, this is fucked up. Defoe is in yeah, Dragon. In that, un- in drag in one in
1: that point. uncomfortable point, you're, you're, your, your yeah, head he, recalls back. You're like, oh. He's still dressed weird. as a woman
0: in one point with weird makeup and stuff, and you're just like, <laughs> okay, this character is fucked. It's weird. Now this one, they were just kind of like, well, we don't have Defoe, so we need somebody. How far can we take it? Like, so
1: basically, what what I would say, without being rude, because I know sequels are difficult. Unless you're furthering a story. You are telling the same story. Lethal Weapon tells the same story four times in a row. Beverly Hill Cops tells the same story three times. You add an element that you think is different enough. So you hook them in with the same old shit and then you add something. Which is, you change the man to a woman and you give him a side it This gig. sounds
0: like a sequel to a video game too. Video games. Yeah, yeah. You.
1: And they even say it in the extras. You know, he says to the fans, we put in everything that you love. And some new stuff. And some new stuff. Well... I guess that's the whole idea, but then I am not a fan of sequels. I am not a fan of digging up something that's super high quality and that you love, and then driving it into the ground because everybody wants more. I say, watch Boondonks, Boondock Saints 20 times, you know? I'm not, dis- I'm not dissing this one, but I don't feel it was necessary.
0: And me, personally... <laughs> I
1: could have lived without it.
0: Well, me, personally... I had an absolute blast watching it. It was really fun. It was fun, yeah. Like, really fun. Like, um, I didn't want it to end at one point. It's a good and time
1: experience, that's for sure. And if it yeah. had been its own thing... If it was he made a movie that's a different story and different people and used all those tools and all those styles and all that kitsch and all that shit, it would have been awesome. But well, I also but writing on the tales of something that you love so much. It's really hard, and I don't like to compare, but I'm saying it's hard. Well, for me, one.
0: It, um, I really loved it. I'll, I mean, I loved it. There was parts I didn't love. Like I said, dis- it was slightly disjointed. Um, mm-hmm. There was. Pa- like excessive parts that were absolutely not needed they, while they looked cool I kept thinking I if you subtracted that it might be better I
1: don't fully understand the whole of the story either so maybe that was just me not getting that it's,
0: it's more helpful if you actually see them back to back for sure because right. you know there might people might turn up in the second one who you didn't actually remember from the first one
1: not any of that mine was more when we're getting to the resolution in the greenhouse Right. some of that shit I didn't understand fully Right, the motivation I, I, for one person to another, and I, I and I couldn't hear him very well. That's another issue. Some of the sound wasn't great, but
0: no, I got it. Hmm. But um, <laughs> very well. It, it is better to watch them one and two in a row. Um, but the second one, I don't think it's a washout. I actually well, no. would. I I think they fit together as a set. I do think the second one goes overboard a little bit. I think he should have reeled it in. I know he was trying Mm -hmm. his fan service they were trying to be bigger and better than the first one all over often doesn't work I would
1: have cut out the comedy
0: I would have I think the comedy was and there was some comedy that wasn't even funny like just like these one liners (laughs) yeah and the one with the guy from the first movie saying like not in a gay way you know it was just like that whole speech was amazing and then he said not in a gay way and I was like oh that's not even funny that part like the the speech was moving and then you've got their shit yeah So, some of those one tacked on one-liners, while they might have seemed a good idea to this director at the time... Because he
1: thinks it's funny as hell.
0: Yeah, I I didn't. I thought it would be... See, leave that one line out. It's a lot grittier, that whole scene. It's a lot... And poignant. Poignant. We're men,
1: and we want to live by the man code, which means we do what we want. We don't cry, and we don't piss, we don't moan, we don't whine, we don't talk about our feelings, we go out and do shit, and then...
0: And then there's And this that's good,
1: because it's a guy, you know. And then there's, like, this little tag on, like, we want to be tough and strong, but we're also assholes at the same time by making the gay jokes. And
0: there's a lot of these little um, jokes, and I'm not talking gay jokes, I'm just talking jokes yeah. in general, that they try and intersect, which changes the tone of the movie completely.
1: Like, the, the guy with the tooth, and then he's stuck, and then he's... Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, like, that,
0: that's off. Beverly Hills Cop, kind of... Ugh. I mean, lower than that. Like I'm It's low-quality. Like, it's low-quality, uh, 80s straight-to-TV movie. Kind of humor. There,
1: I felt a lot of low quality performances.
0: I did in the there was a the baddies, Judge Jud Nelson, Nelson's posse. Yeah. Now there was a scene with All Them Lot talking in a room that seemed like do you know when you watch a HBO movie movie at three in the morning and it's, <laughs> you don't even know what it is? Like I was yeah. saying to you, it's just some movie that's on. It could be a Steven Seagal movie. You you have no idea. The quality of acting of that movie. Yeah. That's what it felt like.
1: And I felt bad thinking that. Because I'm like, but... And then there are moments when it's awesome. But then I kept the thinking... The two main dudes are awesome. And then you have moments when everybody's really good. And then the next scene plummets. But I kept like, thinking, oh.
0: this this is a room full of guys who are probably going to get shot. So... <laughs> so what? <laughs> I'll, just, I'll forgive that they like quality.
1: I c- couldn't though. Because it kept dragging me in, pulling me but out. But then you've
0: got people like Billy Connolly...
1: He's awesome.
0: And these two guys, um, Sean Patrick, well go on to the cast, Sean Patrick Flannery as Connor and Norman Reedus as Murphy, who are the two main mm-hmm. guys from the first one. They're back. They look ten years older to me. look like they've had hard lives. They do, they yeah. They look rougher than they did or something. I don't know if it was
1: ten years though. From that age to our age, you age a lot, don't you? I mean, you do you when do, you when you go from your we they, they were probably what too. late twenties when they did that. Now they're probably in their late thirties. You, you age a lot from that a time. A bit, yeah. What the hell happens to humans?
0: But they're a you know poofier. we literally haven't seen these two guys for ten, since the last one of this. We haven't seen them in anything else, as far as I know.
1: Not that I remember. Uh, maybe. May I, that one guy.
0: That one guy in Alien don't versus know. Predator. Was it? I think so. The, the uh, Norman Reedus, that one. The,
1: oh, I was thinking of the Sean Flannery guy. I thought no, so I think
0: Norman Re- I think it was an Alien versus Predator, and I think he bit it. But uh, I remember seeing him and thinking, oh, yeah, that's that guy from... Oh,
1: you just ruined Alien vs. Predator for everybody. I
0: think it was the first ten minutes. <laughs> um, got Billy Connolly returning as Popper. Um, he's called Popper on there, but he's actually got... What's his name?
1: Don't ben? remember. They call him Da.
0: Yeah. Because they're Irish. Um, he is... Awesome. I think he's one of the best things about the movie, apart
1: from him... He's a little self-indulgent at times, but then when you get to see him and listening to Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's very uh, uh, deep in his mind, and he's got a lot to answer for in this world kind of thing, and, and so... The,
0: and the character's like... the, But ult- he's
1: compelling, and I, I can't take my eyes off him.
0: And he's the ultimate kind of badass, whereas I think he's the ultimate... You know, mm-hmm. he's more badass than these two dudes. Because he, no he, he makes no
1: apology. He makes no explanation. He is what he is. Just And a. I'm a man, like, and, you know, I'm a doer, not a talker.
0: And then we've got Clifton Collins Jr. as Romeo. Now he's the third saint that they introduced. I really like the guy. I did. And I actually liked the character. And he did have, some of the funniest <laughs> moments of the movie were actually coming from his mouth. Which was kind of interesting because he was almost throwaway. Yet now if i if I thought about a third one, I think he'd be all right to be in it, like you know, <laughs> so it was a hard one for me because I was like, "Oh, do we really need a psychic because there's already two dudes, correct, and then and the father. and then it, he's got the funny things, and he wants the actual relationship with them is funny, like how he's always wanted to be with them, and he I'm a saint now, you know like it's like a giddy fan,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. and uh, there's never enough that builds up a loyalty. There is from him to them, because he's in awe of them. But there's never enough there's never enough written in or shown to us where they are building up a loyalty to him. They give
0: him the shitty gun, like mm-hmm. to start with, which is kind of funny, because like a pea shooter kinda of gun and they've got big ass guns and eventually.
1: It's just a slapped on yeah, comedy thing. Comedy,
0: it is it's comedy. really
1: unnecessary. And
0: they say stuff like one liner like who's this guy, somebody says, and they say, oh, it's our Mexican. He's our,
1: he's our Mexican. Yeah, you know. He doesn't have a Mexican accent. No. At all. He speaks Spanish because his uncle is Mexican and owns a bar, but, I mean, he's totally American.
0: Now, I really like the guy, and he was in Extract as well, which was really good. Yes. Uh, he was good in there, too. and uh, He had the one and only action scene in that movie, I think. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, he got hit in the ball, in the in, penis in with the, the b- bottle of...
0: Extract. Yes. Um, I like the guy, and I just feel it was a shame that he was the sidekick, because... You know, it's not good being the same. I
1: think what I didn't like about the character was he was too much of a follower of theirs. I would like for them to have come across him in that fight and then be like, this guy's kick-ass. We are drawn to him. And instead of making him like the little puppy dog guy following him around. Because that's so... That is how you introduce these people in so many stories. So why not have them be like?
0: You're talking about Joe Pesci aren't you? again,
1: because
0: <laughs> that yes. Joe Pesci character is just the yes. puppy dog guy. Hey guys! Hey guys! Hey guys. Yeah. hey
1: guys! Hey guys! Hey guys! That's what this. is. Yeah, and you just like. And it's he's a shame quality. because the guy's better than he's quality. Yeah. yeah, and even the the character's motivations and stuff. His wanting to be a part of this is interesting, even though he's not really. Now that I think about it. He's more in it just for the like. Ah, you know. He but, wants
0: to be. He agrees with that. I
1: feel like it's a tagged-on character so that we're not watching Boondock Saints again. You know what I'm saying? Well,
0: when the guy said he wanted some new things that you will love too, that's one of them. Now, the second one of those is Julie Benz as Eunice, who, like I said earlier, is sexy chick, um, hard-ass. You know, she doesn't mince words. Almost
1: plastic kind of sexy. Now
0: yeah, I'm a woman. Yeah, it's not said. 100% sexy, to be honest. I was thinking, like, you know, like, you know, this hot chicks. Hi, back to Jessica Alba in Sin City. You know, it's amazing. You look at her on the screen. Even as a woman, you probably look at her and go, holy crap, that, that's I a...
1: um, I don't like her, so it's hard. Well,
0: I'm just thinking that, you know, there's a hot chick. The
1: shot, walking from behind her, watching her heels. And, it and went, that, was that, a, that one I liked. And, and that, that was
0: actually. a direct thing from the first one, because when... We were introduced to... and Differ. He got out of the car and the camera followed him from low behind him too. And then eventually... So they took that shot, yeah. shot for shot. But this time, sexier. Um, she's not... You know, it's not 100% sexy because she's got this fake accent and she's...
1: I feel like she was trying really hard. Too hard
0: to do what she was doing. Yeah. yeah. It didn't... And a lot of the scenes she were it was in were sometimes dreamy sequences sometimes. And they were, you know... Kind of over the top. So it you couldn't take her seriously ever. Like
1: There were a couple of times when I saw through it all. And she kind of dropped that. Trying to it's drop really, it really bit. brief. Unfortunately, the accent went with it. So when yeah, she yeah. cranked up that accent and had to do the super sultry, p- I'm smart kind of yeah. chick. And when she's just interacting, there are moments I'm like, There, that's where you should be all the time. Just relax. Who cares if you're in Boondock Saints too? You know? Don't let the pr- I was thinking to myself, don't let the pressure get to you. Because it's like you're trying... Yeah. But then he must... He okayed it all. He thought it was awesome. So... I don't... I don't... I question his taste level. Yeah,
0: I'm not 100% on this girl. Like I said, I didn't. don't like her in Dexter. I, I definitively say I don't like her in Dexter. I don't like her in this either. Yet, I understand what he was trying to do. And what he was trying to do, he did. It just didn't work for me. Like, some yeah. people might think it's the coolest thing ever, that character you know
1: yeah yeah and I want to see her in something else that's completely separate or different than these other things I would like to see her I mean her this was very different
0: else. to Dexter Th- I could give it that oh, I was totally. watching it thinking okay she's not the wallflower type of wife she's what the fuck this character's crazy she it's did out... a lot of this yeah it was weird
1: Well, she looks straight in the camera and I tilts her where... head and does this like I think
0: that's where I was talking about it's not always sexy it's just a little bit weird sometimes you know yeah um, but yeah you know it's the le- my least favourite thing that they added is her I would have took Willem Dafoe again. Or just somebody like... Somebody else. Who's not...
1: (laughs) Just somebody else. Anybody else. Anybody else.
0: Not a cartoon person. Um, Then uh, Peter Fonda uh, plays the Roman. Who's like the big, big baddie. And now... It's only a very small part. But holy shit, that's a good scene.
1: I just I don't think I see it the way you do. I felt it was... um, I didn't get the kind of intensity... He was trying to put across see, with, I with that whole scene. And I did really good. I felt... See, that's just weird. Because I was kind of like, okay. And the and... record playing. Yeah, oh, I like oh, the I, I, liked it. I liked it. Hmm.
0: So, I mean... We're talking about a climactic moment in the movie, not to spoil it. But it's a small scene. Obviously, Peter Fonda's in it for, what, roughly five minutes? No, max. No. Um... I just thought it was really good, and I was surprised to see Peter Fonda in it. Is I funny.
1: thought he was dead, so I was very surprised. Yeah, you were
0: probably very right, <laughs> surprised. And then finally, in
1: fact, I thought to myself, "No, that's
0: not. That's not me to run." Finally, we got Judd Nelson. I just wanted to throw him in there from the uh, Breakfast Club.
1: Bitch, bring me turkey pot pie. As con- but he doesn't con- say con- it, unfortunately.
0: Con- How do you spell? It? How do you say it? Con- 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 yeah. Yeah. Is that? Concesio Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Concesio. Yeah.
0: No, he's the. As we said earlier. Yeah, let's just pussy guy.
1: (laughs) Well, he's not. He's like the mob leader guy who is the son. He's the son of the man. In the first one, they execute, and he has his reasons then for being afraid. He does because everyone could be after him, and yet he has to head this family thing still. And everyone even thinks that he's kind of a pussy because he's afraid that this all this shit's gonna happen. And then of course they do come back and. He's good. There are moments when I'm just like, well, you know, I really like him. And then I hear, in my mind, his rantings from The Breakfast Club. And I know that's evil and I shouldn't. But it's so, like, I have seen that movie. I I have no idea how many times. I have no idea. I mean, it's got to be over a hundred or more than that. So his voice and his face getting angry and yelling at people all I want all I'm thinking of is you know bitch bring me turkey pot pie, pie so it's really hard and I know that's awful and I shouldn't be that way because I'm a movie fan and I shouldn't and be he obviously looks a lot eyes, different
0: than he did back then
1: I disagree he's just got a little bit of facial hair facial hair
0: he's got a little bit more face <laughs> <laughs> not much <laughs> um,
1: but I like him you know I would never diss I don't think I, I could I thought he was a
0: good choice to be honest I actually thought he fit that character really well
1: he seemed semi-threatening but not entirely enough for me so you well
0: know. that was the. Uh, that's the what I got from him like he was yes he's the head of this thing but he's not a bigger deal as his father he's
1: he's not menacing somebody who's
0: inherited this and he's just trying to do it like do yeah. the job yeah yeah but really, not succeeding. There's no very
1: menace well. about him. No,
0: I mean no menace because he's cowering in the back of a panic room <laughs> at one point. You know. Um, so directed by Troy Duffy, who also directed the Boondock Saints,
1: and nothing else.
0: And nothing else, just the Boondock Saints. And now, I actually think the direction, the 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 whole movie's put together really well. Both of them. This yeah. one. Even though I might not agree with some of the stylistic stuff and some of the stuff in this movie. I still think it's a good looking movie. It's a good... Um...
1: I feel like it wasn't edited together in a way that kept me... You know, I think there are some movies, particularly when you've got action, drama, and comedy. And you're trying to mix it all together. There's a certain, like, um, ebb and flow that needs to happen. And I think the problem was... They extended some of those wacky moments... You know, the yep. cockball guy, you know, the three dudes trying to be funny or Shitting whatever. Shaming his pants and stuff. Yeah, they drew that out too much. And then when it came to the action, it's like I'm deflated. And then I have to rev back up again instead of it just going like click, From
0: click, click. what I remember, and I'm not 100% on the first Boondock Saints because it's, like I said, 10 years ago. It definitely didn't have as many silly parts, it? No. It, it was quite, kind of straight up serious, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe my memory is... Tweaked. I mean, it didn't have things like stupid catchphrases and people shit. Didn't in have a bags.
1: dude in some pink underpants strapped to a cart. No,
0: <laughs> I mean there was a weird, obviously the weird scene weird with Defoe dressing as a woman and stuff. But
1: and there was a and that was obviously in funny. a dancing thing or something. Was yeah, there. there
0: was. Yeah, so there might might have been some slapsticky moments, but I feel like but maybe it
1: was, it was better done. I mean, done with more quality. Done by the same
0: guy and everything, so I mean, maybe yeah. maybe you just wanted to. Of something different. And Mm. this is different while the same. It's kind of odd. Yeah. Like, no.
1: It's a mixture, man. It's a mixture because I love the characters. I like the story. I mean, the story of the dudes. I'm not sure I love the handling of it. Maybe that's it. Like, yeah, I know he made them up and he wrote it and he's the director and it's his invention. And I don't feel like he handled it very well. And that's, I'm the wrong person to say that because when people nitpick Star Wars... I say, Screw you, it's George Lucas's story. He can do what he wants. So I should have no right to say that he didn't quite do it right, but for me to enjoy it fully, it, there were some loopholes.
0: So we uh reviewed the Blu-ray version, here's the cover. You can't see the cover on uh on the microphone, but um <laughs> I actually kinda like this cover. Yeah, I like it. It's a, it's the two brothers um Worshiping their guns worshiping their guns. But it's <laughs> it's kinda, you know, shadowy and green mm-hmm. for Saint Patrick's Day. <laughs> All Saints Day. So, bonus features on this Blu-ray, which there are quite a few, and I actually was quite impressed. Um, There's two commentaries. One, which is... Let me just uh, figure this out. (laughs) It doesn't tell you on the back. That's sweet. There's two commentaries. If I remember rightly, one is the director and one is the cast. Mm. But there's two full commentaries. There is uh, deleted scenes, which consists of two deleted scenes, which... Not really.
1: No,
0: no. Not really that good. Um, there's unprecedented access behind the scenes feature out. Now, that was actually pretty good. It was actually a 30 mm-hmm. minute um, on the set with the director and the crew. Everybody looked like they had a good time making this thing. And there was quite a bit of behind the scenes stuff. I felt like I knew more about it.
1: Yeah, you were more there than a lot of those little documentary things do because. They're filming, and he's saying to them, Yeah, man, we do this, and I've got this yeah. big long brush, because we want to include these guys in the shot, and I want him in the back, and I want to zoom in on here, and I want to do that. None of the, like, talking over no. a scene in the background, but it's actually, you're, like, you're just, somebody had their camera, and they were it's filming pretty good, I and, like and
0: you actually got to see some of the prop, the action set pieces being done, like the I dream will house. say,
1: that after watching the extras, because between the time of ending the movie, and watching the extras, of course, there was a pee break in there, um... I wasn't 100% with the movie. I was going about 72%. And then I see the extras and I hear the enthusiasm and I see a little bit more about it. It's one of those that, for whatever reasons, makes me reflect on the movie in right. a more favorable light.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good uh, Every point. Every time
1: I see that cover... Okay, we've got the cover of The Box from last week sitting across the room, right? You know what I think of when I see that now is the deceived cover with Goldie Hahn
0: Because she's
1: got that same expression. She's like... Got this fearful look on her face with her eyes off to the side with and I red, keep looking With
0: a racing stripe down her face. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I still don't actually hundred percent clear what that
1: is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the nosebleed. Maybe. Oh maybe.
0: Maybe Ew. it's just the red button. <laughs> Who knows?
1: Wrong movie.
0: Yeah. So um we've also got uh Billy Connolly and Troy Duffy unedited, which is just a they sat in a hotel room, Billy Connolly and the director just sharing some stories about being Mm -hmm. on set and about... It's kind of a lovey-dovey... I like that We both love each other, kind of. It's funny, because Billy Connolly is pretty engaging. He is. Um, And then there's Blu-ray exclusives here, which if you get the DVD version, you're not going to be able to see. But there's Inside the Vault, which is a a feature on the weapons of... And there are a lot of weapons Mm -hmm. in this movie, so it covers the weapons. There's The Cast Confesses Secrets from the Set... And if we were to tell you what it's about, it wouldn't be a secret, so, we'll, so you find so out.
1: So us, give us some Scottish accent while you're talking. Scottish? Scotland. He says Because is- Billy Connolly's from Scotland, right?
0: Uh, I don't, I can't do it.
1: Oh, come on. You,
0: uh, how could you not? <laughs> <laughs> is that good? <laughs>
1: That's like a Sim.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It's like a homeless person from Scotland. If
1: I were from Scotland, and I heard that, I'd be so thoroughly it's insulted. It's a homeless
0: person from Scotland who doesn't really speak very much.
1: Okay, if I was homeless or Scottish, I'd be so thoroughly insulted by that. <laughs>
0: okay, so uh, that's, that's enough person for this week. Um, we've also got the Boondock Saints hit Comic Con, which is like an hour-long, mm-hmm. uh, what do you call that, a panel Comic Con, where they get the all the question,
1: question and answer question and
0: answer thing it's pretty good we yep. we happened to watch it all the way through to the fans asking questions because it was like it's like an hour long but yeah, it's, I don't care
1: what the fans have I think
0: me. it's reasonably <laughs> uh, It's I like those kind of feet and it actually showed you the booth that they sat in to sign posters yep for the fans
1: which I we, said it just all seems so low class when but you know singing. you've
0: got to deal with the uh,
1: you know I was just going to say that's a good thing to mention I've never been that kind of fan of anything except maybe when I was nine, eight years old and I would have probably killed anyone to have been able to meet Sean Cassidy. Now that is a confession if I ever heard one. But since then, I can honestly, I think the disappointment of never having been able to have him fall in love with me and marry me and uh, live happily ever after, I was so let down by that. I have never been a fan like that of anything. I mean, you too. Is my ultimate all-time favorite band. And I couldn't give a shit about meeting any of them. I don't want a poster on the wall. I'll listen to their music endlessly. Um, If I had the opportunity to go to a concert, I would. But I wouldn't buy anything or need a signature. Nothing. I don't care about meeting Robert De Niro or... So I don't fully understand that kind of fandom. Right. And then when I see it, I just think, don't you realize... they're sitting there signing 500 posters in 1 hour. They're making chit-chat with you, but it's because they have to. Now some of them are genuinely and, you know, kind of, so, but it just seems really
0: They're in under contract to sit that for that. Yeah. Whole thing.
1: It's very manufactured. It's like let's let's uh, you know, get the camera I know it means here. the
0: world to some people, too.
1: Exactly, but I don't get that.
0: But because I, I got not, it when see? that girl came up and said...
1: Yeah, but then as she went away, it had to dawn on her, they don't give a shit about my paper. They don't care that I wrote a paper no. about... Them. My thesis was about them in the first movie in college because she wanders away and they forget mm-hmm. until they see it on the extra. And they go, well, that chick wrote a paper about us and they don't care, you know? And I don't mean that in a callous way because it's their job, you know? So it was kind of enlightening to see that. And, you know, even Comic-Con or Fan-Cons or... Uh, Toy cons You know where people go And dress up As their favorite anime And stuff I kind of sort of get it Because it's something to uh, Look forward to And to involve yourself with But I don't I always think it seems A little bit like I don't know Patronizing almost
0: (laughs) (laughs) So finally on this disc We've got Movie IQ Which is like Sony's um, BD Live enable Trivia questions Trivia things over the movie and we've also got BD Live, which is essentially a link to Sony's um, BD Live portal, which is like everybody else's. It's just trailers for movies that are coming up. Um, there's no DVD or digital copy, interestingly enough. i uh, not seen that for a while. They seem to be standard now, but there's nothing in there. Um so, as a Blu-ray, I actually They're like, think,
1: dudes, we on, the old first movie was only on DVD. Yeah. We're sick of DVD. You're getting a
0: Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, I actually think it, it's a good Blu-ray. If you're a fan, there's yeah. a lot of fan stuff in there. There's two commentaries. You're going to learn a lot about the making of the movie and stuff about the first one. I think it's a good one to have. Is add. that
1: the difference between loving a movie and being a fan of a movie? Because... A fan of the first movie, do you reckon, would love the second one regardless of yeah, its flaws? I, I really do. Yeah. And having loved the first movie, I can still look at the second one objectively and say, eh, it's not... Yeah. I'm not being picky, I'm just saying, you know, it's just a movie. It happens to be carry on. Yeah, because I feel
0: support. like that about Star Wars. I'm a, I've always been a fan of Star Wars. And the new Star Wars movies that came out, they were good for me, you know, but they can't replace my childhood movies, and yeah, yeah. you know, but I still see them as part of my movies, and right, I right. ignore the flaws. Exactly. and Exactly. Like you know? So
1: that's fanness.
0: That's a fan of something. Yeah, and right? I'm
1: a fan of like the movies I'm recommending this week, and that because they can do no wrong.
0: Right. So um, overall, with the Boondock Saints Two, I really, I can't, I can't say anything more. That I had a really fun time. For it's That'd a two hours long movie. I. For the whole two hours I was actually fun sometimes I was rolling my eyes sometimes I was thinking this is freaking awesome so
1: if either one of those is... dudes as the character showed up at our doorstep with the Irish accent the tattoos not that either of them are Irish Uh, no but if they were to k- show up at our doorstep uh, and would be completely head over heels in love with me I would have to ask you to leave I'd I find would... them quite quite sexy and compelling and if uh, the yeah. woman
0: from Dexter turned up I would shut the door <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man, that makes me feel like a shithead. She's
0: too annoying. <laughs> anyway, um...
1: And if you all knew me, you'd be like, what? What are you
0: talking about? Uh, so... It's it's a weird one, because I love the first one. I recommend getting the first one on Blu-ray now it's available also.
1: Get them both. Watch them both. Yeah. I mean, I would I never I do think they
0: fit together as a set. I think, you know, if you're less critical, I think the second yeah. one might work for you, you know? And if you do like a good action-packed movie, you're gonna like either of them. So, um... That means they're a success, right? So I say... I'm yeah. i glad to own it. It's, it's a movie that...
1: You'll watch it again, I bet.
0: Yeah, it's the kind of movie I would like to see. I know see what I'll you'll
1: watch. do. One night, when I'm at work, you'll back in the back first one, you'll watch yeah. it, and then you'll be like, okay, now i I'm I'll actually
0: peaked to watch the first one again. Me
1: too. I
0: mean, I am dragged the first one out and watch it again now, because, I mean, it's enough times past, and I'm not that familiar with it.
1: We should have done that, really, if we think about it.
0: Oh, they should have put them both in a set. That would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, so... Thank you to Sony for the review, uh, Blu-ray review, and not for the review, for the copy of the <laughs> disc. Um, and we've got some contests on the site this week. So hold on, just let me finish here. So it, what was it for you, a recommendation? Because it is from me. It's a recommendation, even though I it, would there's, say yeah. there's some misses in it, but yeah. still, it, overall, it's good. It's a okay. good
1: time movie experience.
0: That sounds like something that should it's go the back It's a good time
1: movie box. experience. Yeah, they're going to put mm. that on there. Sid Talk says, it's a good time movie experience.
0: Um, so let's uh, there's some contests on the site this week now I've actually got an extra special contest for you all this week um, a very good one actually um, I've got two um, Blur beta codes which is it's a new game by Bizarre Creations you've seen it this week it's like a racing game with weapons that there's a very limited beta going on right now on the Xbox 360 I think it's limited to like 200,000 people Oh, yeah. That's Which, really that is too. very limited compared to, what, the 12, 15 million people on Xbox Live. So, um, I have think to, all
1: 15 million people would be wanting to buy the game? Well,
0: if they put a demo out, usually every, all of them can have it, right? All of them. So, this is limited. Going on right now. It's going to go on for a month. And I've got two codes to give away. And I thought the best way of you getting the codes would be, after the show, I Twitter... um, I do a tweet saying, in fact, I should do this tomorrow to give you all a chance to get this show. So let's say at the end of Monday, tomorrow night, I will, at some point in the evening, Twitter, and the first two people to um, retweet the Twitter, because that's the easiest way of me seeing it, I will send the codes to. And it's for the Xbox 360, so make sure you've got an Xbox 360 and Xbox Live before you even bother retweeting so I'll say here's a chance to win a code for the blur beater and you retweet my message first two will uh, get the get the deal
1: how do you know if they retweet
0: because it comes up on my uh, client anybody right. that retweets and and you know I used to say direct message me but that doesn't work because you have to be my friend so anybody I- can retweet so that's the best way to do it so, um, yeah, that's that competition. So, uh, to
1: see you, if you're not following him, then you have to do at A.S.Coli. Yeah. And you'll find it. Yeah,
0: if you want to start following me, yeah. if you don't follow me, then...
1: You can just do the thing where you put, put it in there and do it like a list or a search or something. And... Yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, you can win. I've got two codes to give away. Next week's review will be Where the Wild Things Are Um. on DVD, because they didn't have any Blu-rays left. So, I ended up getting the DVD, which... Fair enough. It's got less features, I believe, but we'll review what we get. Um, Movie recommendations. I want to review... I want to uh, review. Recommend. I want to review.
1: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) let me go get another drink. (laughs)
0: Um, My recommendations this week are The Departed. Martin Scorsese's The Departed. It's Irish-based, if you remember. Mm. That was the main thing. And it's gritty, and it's criminal-ish, and... (laughs) It's a remake of Infernal Affairs, which a lot of people prefer, but I prefer the departed. So the departed. Second one being Leon or The Professional, depending on what which part of the world you're in. Because of gunplay. Because you love it. Because of gunplay, really. I mean movies with gunplay.
1: Unbelievable movie with a quirky cop.
0: Yeah. And gunplay. I mean Mary
1: Oldman's you know, awesome in that movie man the
0: movie's amazing Leon I mean, it is
1: unbelievably fantastic
0: um, so they're my recommendations <laughs> Princess
1: Amadella or whatever her name is Queen Amadella Natalie Portman yes <laughs> as a little girl actually yeah oh my god that movie's so awesome yep one of the best oh when she's sitting outside going... and she's smoking and he's like your parents know you're smoking it's really good oh though. my god it's so good My recommendations are two movies that, and I've probably recommended before, but whatever, because they are at the top of my all-time life list. Two movies I never want to see a sequel to, and though you even said that one of them is going to have a sequel, I'm not looking forward to it. I might reject it. Who knows? They do not need a sequel. They are perfect on their own, and that is True Romance and Midnight Run. If there have been sequels, I don't care. They are absolutely, too, like, I right now, in my mind, simultaneously, in fact. I have a big brain. They're both running through my mind. Scenes and scenes and scenes and scenes. Laughing, gritty. The fight between Alabama and What's-His-Face. And then the scene on the train. And then the groceries and the Midnight Run. Oh, my God. You see, I love them. Those there's are two movies. There's some
0: heavy hitters. The Departed, Leon, True Romance, and Midnight Run.
1: Awesome. Those the show. We like some very when we that's a weird thing isn't it we're talking about fan service to this movie and those are the movies that we're departed I think is kind of neutral for you in the fan department but I'm a fan it. of Martin
0: Scorsese anyway true, and I'm a true. Fa- and I'm a big, big 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 fan of Leonardo DiCaprio true 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 I think he's one of the best really I if mean... he
1: were to show up at the door would you kick me out
0: yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> only if he's wearing a dress and some crazy makeup uh,
0: only if he's dressed like he is in Titanic <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Funny? What was he dressed as? Like a sailor? No, a like, a, like a poor guy. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: there we go. <laughs> L- like the um, homeless man from Scotland that I impersonated earlier. Maybe
1: we should start doing after the show, um, like, what are they called? Like uh, uh, companion things where we do a review of people. After the show after, show, after about, this show. Yeah. What would
0: that be? After, after the, after the show. After, after. it's too confusing
1: where we talk about just one actor the whole time
0: yeah yeah um, no (laughs) let's not do that anyway uh, games and A. Scully stuff this week I've been playing quite a few games first game and I was procrastinating on this game all week which is really weird but I didn't want to put it in because it's a 70 hour long game I believe and that's Final Fantasy XIII now I've got other games on my plate at the moment, so I didn't want to... But then I thought, last night, I better put it in because I want to speak about it today. So I played the first three hours, I would say. Now, like other Square Enix or Squaresoft in the old days, RPGs, nothing really happens in the first three hours. I mean, stuff happens. It's set, but it's just set up. I haven't even really got to fight anything properly. It's been cutscene, story
1: meeting people love
0: scene meeting people now from what I can gather so far and I don't know if things change what's happened so far in the first three hours is very linear as in A I do something walk in a straight line something happens a cutscene then I go in a little bit further a cutscene there's no branching paths it's just a straight line basically if if I could draw a graph of it it would be a, a line <laughs> with like circles where the cutscenes are like at. a timeline yeah so that's all that's happened so far. Now, I just want to make mention of... It's probably the most beautiful game you've ever seen. The art direction and the... Just the way it looks. Because it's next gen. You know, the first time uh, Final Fantasy had been in high def. Now, do you remember the old Final Fantasies? They'd have really beautiful cutscenes. Like video. And then they'd skip to the characters and they'd never look... <laughs> yeah, looked and
1: you'd as... be like on that weird little yeah. rail and you couldn't...
0: Yeah. It wasn't smooth. Well, now, it, now it looks the same. Right? Ooh. So... It breaks into some elaborate and square are like the masters of doing C G cutscenes. I mean they made they've made movies, haven't they? Like the Final Fantasy movie and Yeah. So they're it's amazing their C G cutscenes, but then when it breaks back into the game it's not that much different, which was one thing that impressed me. I was like, wow, we've got to a point where you know, the the gap between like C G, which is million you know, the stuff that Pixar does, and gaming graphics are getting close to each other it's pretty amazing to see so this game does that really well but like i say nothing's really happened i've not even got to the point where it tells me how to level up my characters or anything like i'm i'm so i mean three hours in of a 70 hour game it's not very far. so i'll have to report back on it the further i get all It'll i can say six though <laughs> the game's beautiful if you like final fantasy you're gonna like it um there's something about japanese rpgs that i sometimes don't can't get behind fully because I couldn't
1: really enjoy that Wizard of Oz that you got for me because yeah well
0: even though this one's voiced in English you know they've got voice actors British not British (laughs) English speaking voice actors (laughs) Um, they all sound like they're reading a script to me because I'm I'm sure in Japanese it you know it's like a translation thing Hmm. so whenever there's a Japanese RPG translated to English It loses something. I'm sure it loses all kinds of things because literal language translation, everything, you know. So it's kind of stilted to listen to. It's weird. It's not as
1: lyrical as the Japanese version is.
0: Well, after watching Mass Effect 2, where it's, you know, an actual English-speaking RPG, it was never Japanese to start with. Everybody sounds like they're saying what they're supposed to be saying.
1: But don't you think the people making it kind of figure that out shouldn't they figure that out along the way
0: they just don't because it's made for the Japanese audience it just so happens to sell elsewhere why
1: but it's going to take dozens of people and a year's worth of time oh and it
0: does and they do and they do a good job of it but something when you're listening to it doesn't seem quite it's right it's like
1: watching anime on Cartoon Network like that where <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> you're like hey and, and they do this <laughs>
0: hey. like these girls <laughs> do these weird yeah Kind of giggles after every... Like... like Yeah, that <laughs> with the hand up and stuff. And they do that all the time, the girl characters in it. And it's like, you don't need to do that all the time. It's kind of... But
1: that's a cultural thing. It
0: is. So that's what I'm saying. When you're translating it over, hmm. they get an American actress to do that and say, oh, you've also got to do the cute giggling too. And they do it and it just doesn't sound right. All right. I'm sure it is. So... That's Final Fantasy XIII. I can recommend it if you're into RPGs, but, I mean, a 70-hour game, it's going to be value for money. Um, and people have been saying that... The thre- Less than a dollar an hour. Yeah, people have been saying that the 360 version is inferior to the PS3 version. Now, I can't comment on the PS3 version because I've played the 360 version, but the 360 version is gorgeous, so mm. if the PS3 version looks better, then cool, but there's nothing to worry about. I've heard people saying oh the hair's a little bit jagged on the 360 version it'll really spoil the game I was looking at it last night I was like holy shit this game looks amazing
1: maybe our TV isn't up to snuff really. Yeah. No, no, no.
0: well it's a high def 1080 yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean it's, it's not we're seeing it like everybody else does but no it looks it looks great so don't let people put you off because that's all I've read this week oh there's two versions and you shouldn't buy the uh, 360 version because it's not as good and it comes on more discs it doesn't matter how many discs it comes on does it really? So um, that's Final Fantasy Thirteen. The other game I've been playing this week is Scrap Metal, which is an Xbox Live Arcade game, which it kind of harkens back to, you don't remember, but there's a game called RC Pro-Am on the Super Nintendo. It's like a racing game from above. Have you ever seen this kind of game? Like you're looking down on mm. a racetrack and there's like the cars. Like old Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, like, grand, like old Grand Theft Auto, but it's a racing game in that style. But Pac-Man.
1: It's,
0: but it's done in 3D this time. <laughs> Trying so, to get some
1: perspective here.
0: Yeah, so it's it's actually three D, but still the cameras pulled up above it. Hmm. So it controls like they control like um, remote control cars. You
1: had a, a new Grand Theft Auto like that.
0: Yeah, Chinatown was. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that, but it's a racing game with weapons, and it's called Scrap Metal. It's um, part of this block party promotion on Xbox Live Arcade, where they're bringing out a new game every week. That's like a a good you know triple A time fun time
1: fun movie. It's really fun.
0: It's very difficult, but I played it online um, a couple of nights ago and ended up getting into it and winning a few races and getting some achievements and stuff. So i recommend you give it a go. It's a, There's a demo for free where you can play three of the tracks, which is always cool, and then you can buy it if you like it. It's like 800 Microsoft points, which is like six bucks or something. It's a good game. Um, the Blur Beater, which I mentioned earlier, which you can... You know,
1: give a time. So Monday evening, five o'clock.
0: Yeah. Well, Central no. Let's Central. say like in the evening, like eight, nine o'clock. Like,
1: pick a time so people, people know. Yeah,
0: nine o'clock, let's say.
1: Nine then, o'clock Central Time.
0: Yeah, then the different. Look it up. <laughs> Retweet my message. You'll get. A, you can win a Blurbeater card. I've got two. You'll immediately get it, and you can be playing that same night. So it's worth winning. Um, but I've been playing it. I absolutely. I like, it's by Bizarre Creations who made the Project Gotham racing series of games. Now, Microsoft threw them out the back door last year, so they don't belong to Microsoft anymore. But when they threw them out the back door, they kept the uh, Project Gotham name. So they can't make a game called Project Gotham anymore. Maybe
1: Microsoft kept the name?
0: Yeah, so they, they can, but Bizarre Creations cannot. So Bizarre Creations decided to go back to the roots, make another racing game, obviously it can't be called Project Gotham, but it's a racing game with weapons, which gives it a very different. Another one. Well, this is a not a top-down racing game like a it's a pro- like a Project Gotham with weapons. Now, while that sounds weird, and you might think it's like a Mad Max game or something, it's not. It's modern-day cars, modern-day tracks, and there's power-ups on the track, a la Mario Kart. Different power-ups that you pick up, and you can lay mines. It's it's basically Mario Kart but not the not com, not like a cartoon yeah. it's like a realistic version of Mario Kart now before the beta came out I knew it was coming out I knew that Blur existed I'd seen screenshots and I wasn't that interested to be honest I kept looking at it thinking it's just another you know after playing it it's a day one purchase for me huh. I mean it really like turned me around because because awesome. what they've done is they've took the perk system which is Modern Warfare 2 has this... You know why I play Modern Warfare 2 every day? is because it has this leveling up system that's like crack. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like,
1: like Mafia Wars? Like
0: you kill a few more people, you get a better gun, use that better gun, kill a few more people, gives you some extra things. You know, it slowly unlocks... The game gets better every time you play it because you're always unlocking something. Now, they've talked that from Modern Warfare identical. I mean it's literally like they just took it and added it to this game and it makes this game like you just want to play it over and over and over the same tracks because you want to
1: mm.
0: you know kill use kill a few more people get your level higher
1: Modern Warfare didn't make that up. I mean games have been all about leveling up forever. Well
0: Modern Warfare took this I mean yes there's been games about leveling up but they took took it and refined it like mm. Modern Warfare is it's so deep. Like every single gun that you unlock has a level of challenges that you can unlock another gun with and it just goes on and on and on. It's like EverQuest or um, World of Warcraft. The reason people play mm. is because that next level is when you get that new thing that makes the game better than it was yesterday. Right. So they've took all that put it in this racing game which it's never been in a racing game before and it just makes the thing so addictive. You just want to keep playing. So um, I'm going to... It was from hmm looks interesting to I want to buy this game so I think the beta might change a few people's minds um the other big thing that I'm going to be doing this week and we also did some of last week is the God of War trilogy now last week we um me and my nephew kind of handed took it uh to play God of War 1 and then we got about 3 hours 4 hours into God of War 2 so um God of War 3 comes out on Tuesday, which I've got pre-ordered from Amazon. So Monday night, tomorrow, we'll, we will finish God of War 2 and then Tuesday we will go on to God of War 3.
1: So. I'm not sure if teaching a 13-year-old about life and sex is appropriate with the video game thing with the vase shaking on the table, but whatever. I can deal with that.
0: I, I don't I think know. I know. It's kind of nothing. I mean, it's not I like you see anything.
1: He's embarrassed, though. Do you notice? No. He kind of looks down. He kind of like. He starts focusing on his fingernails. Right. Every time he did, he well, was like kind of looking down. Because, I mean, he's 13, you know? He's a boy, and he's probably like, oh my god. Oh my god, somebody's. <laughs> Girls are moaning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, is, to, to put that in perspective, there's like. A, what God of War. You
1: don't see anything. No, but- you
0: don't see anything. There's a bit of a mini sex game, which it's there's kind nothing. of implied more than I mean yes some stuff's going on but the camera ain't looking yeah at, you're
1: looking at a vase shaking on yeah. a table and you're hearing the oh yeah. oh, and oh it's gracious. like oh god am I being the worst ant in the world By well like,
0: you know <laughs> it's um the actual game of God of War and this is a good thing I mean I mean, yes it's bloodthirsty and, <laughs> and stuff but um <laughs> it's great uh, you know a 13 year old was playing it with me mm-hmm. and there's puzzles in it which are actually he solved himself and there are some pretty complex puzzles which he solved. Secondly, what he really likes about it is... It's all based on Greek mythology, which is a real or not a real thing. But anyway, it's something that you learn in history and stuff.
1: Right.
0: He under- He relates to it. He said to me, I like this game because I know who that is. I know who Medusa is. And I he know- tells
1: you. Because you'd be like, I don't know who the whole story yeah. is. And then he starts telling you yeah, the whole so, story about so
0: it. So, you know, that's not a bad thing. Because when, say... You know, he uh, he's in a class and they talk hmm. about Greek mythology. He's going to know a lot more because he knows who Ares is. He knows... And this whole series of three games pre- pretty much tells you Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody who appears in Greek mythology who's interested ends up in these games. So,
1: yes. so you're saying a violent video game with sex in it is good for a young person. <laughs> it's educational. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Throw a little Greek uh, mythology in there and it's up. Uh, gotta learn about
0: sex at some point. Oh um, my god. Gotta learn about
1: I already have to cope with the fact that my, my nieces are in their 20s and they're both living with their boyfriends. And I'm, sure, so I'm sure daughters.
0: our nephew is saying. He, while, while it, no, what I'm saying is, while he might not understand what sex is 100%, he knows enough to know it's embarrassing. Do you?
1: do any of us
0: <laughs> no what I'm saying is yeah. uh, I mean he yeah. knows there's something odd about it or something right yeah
1: because
0: uh, he's 13 yeah I mean he's 13 he has the internet he's probably seen more than oh, me don't tell believe. me that so um, that's God of War and God of War 3 comes out this week so there'll be a lot of God of War talk this week I imagine um, and the you saw a bit of the original games which we were playing they still yeah. hold up it's, yeah, yeah. it's quite amazing how they're fun to play quite difficult is an interesting thing um, but we got through the story's
1: really good. Together, like, though. I mean, it, yeah. well, it didn't take the two of you.
0: And the story's really good. It's, like, a really interesting... I know the guy is, like... He's just a killer, like... But he's... You know, I learned some stuff in that first game of his motivation. I didn't really understand the motivation. But when you understand... Yeah. You, you know, the guy's angry for a reason. The gods betrayed him. So, um... That's the God of War trilogy. I'm looking really forward to looking for the, the third one, because... It looks mind-blowing from some of the stuff I've seen. There's there's You played the demo. Yeah, and the demo's nothing compared to what is coming. So, And this finishes the trilogy off, so the story ends. So that'll be interesting to see, too. Um, and it's perfect to play them all back-to-back. Now, on Wednesday of this week, on Xbox Live Arcade, the long-awaited Perfect Dark is coming out, which is, you know, Perfect Dark, Joanna Dark. Mm-hmm. It's the, uh, I liked her. There was a Perfect Dark Zero that came out on the first day the Xbox 360 came out because it was the game I got, the original game. Now, this is this Nintendo 64 beloved game. Mm. It was on the Nintendo 64 and it was absolutely beloved. Everybody loved it. But the Nintendo 64 wasn't quite up to snuff. Like, it just couldn't handle the game properly. This is, they've took the game, made it 1080p. I mean, they've not made it like a modern game because it's a re... It's a old game but they've smoothed it all up like they've done with God of War I guess so that's coming out on Hmm. Wednesday it's like a remaster is that what you call it make it high def make it work properly it doesn't slow down when you're trying to shoot people like the Nintendo 64 that's going to be 800 Microsoft points which is I I believe $6 and that's about a 12 hour game so that's a cool uh, little thing to come out people have been waiting for that one for a long time and the last game I've been playing is max and the magic marker which you have actually seen some of it's a pc game it's also available on WiiWare uh for eight hundred Wii points however much that is um but I played the pc version what would you describe it as
1: uh crayon physics mixed with the other one on the d s
0: scribble knots.
1: scribble knots with um
0: a platform game like Mario.
1: A little bit of platforming. That's it. That's a really fine.
0: cool art style too. Like, uh, and you can pause time. So there's another mechanic. It's mechanics. It's, from-
1: it's puzzle, puzzle, puzzle. You have to figure out how to how to deal with the situation laid out in front of you. How to get from point A to point B. By drawing. By on drawing screen. lines or shapes or circles and getting your little character across or through or whatever. And uh, I mean, it's I finished this- Crayon Physics. Um, I did scribble knots a lot. I don't. I can't say that I did every single I actually level.
0: think this is better than Crayon Physics, this game. I was playing it yesterday. I got to the second... You know, what you saw was only the tutorial level. We got to the real levels. Crayon Physics feels like half of what this is, if you know mm, what I mean. Right. They, they took something like that and expanded on it because there's more of a game. Where, yeah, where cra- there's no
1: character or anything in Crayon yeah, Physics. Yeah, so
0: Crayon Physics is cool. I'm not denying it. It's really good. I bought that game. It's... Um, Yeah, me too. It's a cool idea. This kind of takes it and makes it more of a game because you're controlling a character and trying to get him from one side to the other. And, you know, there's... You have to
1: get your ink from doing doing well and it can be taken away from you. You
0: you collect ink, basically. It's in the level like power-ups. Once you've got enough of it, you can draw. And there's this situation where you can draw a ball... But if you colour the ball in, the ball's heavier than the just transparent ball. So you've got this weight to deal with as well, you know.
1: It's um, a physics game. I mean, it's a draw physics game. It's a cool
0: game. These kind of games, and I said to you, are some of the best games yeah, you can...
1: Yeah, you'll get totally... Like, you'll be like, okay, I did that level once, but I want to do it again. I want to do it ten times. Exactly, like, and that's what I did, right? I've, I not,
0: I've only done the tutorial level and the next one, right? But on the tutorial level, I'm missing one of the secret icons that you have to collect. <laughs> and I've gone back four times... And still not found it. But every time i found a different way of doing what I'm supposed to right, do. Right. So I, because I, and I launched it, it's there on my desktop. I launched it the other day and I played a little bit and then I went to make a cup of tea and I'd stopped it. I came back and I was like, oh, I'll just launch that again because it's really fun. <laughs> so you know that that's a sign of a good game yeah, when yeah. you just think about it and want to keep launching it. So that one's called Max and the Magic Marker. And I believe the game's from the Netherlands, but...
1: Marker can, as in M-A-R-K-E-R, yeah, not Marker I, like M-O-C-K-E-R. And
0: I believe you can get it from <laughs> maxandthemagicmarker.com. You can buy it. I think it's... Don't quote me on this, but I think it's $9.99. Which isn't bad because it's got five whole worlds of this stuff. Um, and finally, 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 the Oscars last week. We watched the Oscars in fall. Overall thoughts, good show.
1: Yeah. I think I liked Hugh Jackman better. I really did like him. I liked
0: the hosts, uh, which was Steve Martin and... I like Baldwin. They were funny. They were pretty funny. There was a lot less musical numbers, I said to you. There was literally one, right? Two. Two. The opening
1: number and then the dance number, which yeah. we both like, because we like that street dance stuff, kind of. Not 100%, but I, I do enjoy it. I was surprised that there wasn't... I was amazed at the dancing, but well, it also didn't seem... I can, you know what, to be honest Let's have no dancing and singing and songs Or have all the songs performed You know
0: And what what we did for Oscar night this, this last week Which is different from what we've ever done before Is we watched the We didn't watch the Oscars live We watched them the morning after mm-hmm. But we stayed away from the internet So it didn't yeah. spoil our um, knowing But we watched two of the Oscar nominees While the Oscars was going on Correct. So we watched uh, Up in the Air and Precious both I, my just quickly for me Up in the Air was so so I kind of liked it I kind of didn't Precious while I didn't think it would be my cup of tea at all I actually really enjoyed it even though it's like
1: the <laughs> it's tough... a, you don't want to say you enjoy it but it's like it's a I enjoyed the performances
0: movie. let me say but the movie is tough to watch
1: it is like, it's gut
0: wrenching like tough like not just gut wrenching like Holy crap, did they really just do that?
1: That woman who won for the Best Supporting Actress. I mean, seriously, when you're watching her, it's like you think she's hardcore, right? She's harsh, bitch, horrible, horrible woman. And yet, she's still just an actress portraying what isn't even as hardcore as some real assholes are in this world. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so that's what made me, like, recoil. Like,
0: I've got to say about God. that movie, Precious, that um, and something that really surprised me, but Mariah Carey's performance awesome. in it. I'm not talking the fact that it's Mariah Carey with no makeup on. No, no, she was... I'm talking about that there was a moment where she had to... She's a social worker in it. And she had to deal with the this mother. Where I... She she to, I totally, like... Yeah. Saw some... She had to walk away from the situation. And that... You know, somebody would actually. She was
1: angry. She got upset. She was like, it was like in that moment, those three women doing that had a real kind of
0: thing together. Yes. Yeah.
1: Because they were realizing this shit's real. Yeah. Yeah, We're making a movie. Yeah. We're dramatizing, but it's not dramatizing because there are fucked up people in this world who treat their children horribly, horribly bad. Beyond what anybody you yeah. really want to ever And it's about. pretty
0: bad in this movie. And I
1: think it occurred to all of them. It seemed like. If not, they're... No, at, did. It excellent did. act. I mean, that's acting beyond, but it was awesome.
0: And I've not heard anything about Mariah Carey. I've heard of Monique and the other lady. But I've not heard anybody mention Mariah Carey, but that was a performance... Mm-hmm. To me, I was like... I know it's not a huge performance in there, but what I did see of her, I was uh, like, impact. she's good. Impact, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, up in, and up in the air, you know...
1: It's not a stretch
0: but... for George Clooney to do that.
1: Oh, he's it's George the same, Clooney, man. right?
0: That that's the problem with it. But I really love the young girl in it. Yeah, yeah. Um and I actually quite like the story. Um you know, it's it's fairly unique, somebody who lives that kind of lifestyle. But I don't think it was what people were going to I crazy can't believe about. that
1: it was nominated so much. I it don't... doesn't
0: feel like that kind of movie either.
1: I think it's that a so, to me. It is writing uh, on a political I, cloud because it is no better than loads of no. other movies that didn't get nominated.
0: And congratulations to Catherine Bigelow for The Hurt yeah. Locker, which you haven't seen yet, I have not. and I, it blew me away. I wanted to watch it again, so it's <laughs> good because you can watch it with me. Um, I think it's I, before The Hurt Locker came out. I really loved Jarhead, and this has a lot of Jarhead kind of vibe to it, but it's much better. Hmm. So if you if you enjoy, I don't know if you enjoyed Jarhead, but I did. Yeah, well, think Jarhead, because it is kind of like it. It's got the same kind of perspective, but like an action movie, mm. you know? It's, it's really good, and it's hard to believe it came from a female perspective. Why? It's just very... you'd have to see it.
1: I it's like. Just, I think that was a sexist remark.
0: No, I don't. I th- I actually okay. like how it... It's interesting that a female director did this, is what I'm saying. But you haven't seen it, so you don't know what I'm saying. But there's some... It feels... It feel, it doesn't feel like a female-directed movie. Let me say that.
1: Still don't know what that means. It's not
0: sexist, though. Um, <laughs> I listen to you. I'm not being sexist. No, I'm not. I'm I'm just saying that it's...
1: It, this movie doesn't seem like a woman made it. Which means what? I don't know. But that's not sexist. No, I'm not
0: saying a woman is in, incapable of making a war movie. I'm saying... Oh,
1: that's pretty much what you're saying. No. Until I mean, now, it's been proven to you that a woman can.
0: No. I'm saying that... <laughs> <laughs> it's a very man thing, right? And she...
1: Here's what I'm going to say to you. You guys can live under the delusion that you all have this corner of the market on men stuff, but I'm telling you now, we know more about you than you know.
0: Yeah, and, and that's the point. <laughs> yeah. it's that she... I mean, I don't know what she knows about the war. Um, maybe, maybe just what she's researched. But she I didn't don't...
1: write it or anything. It was written by another guy. Yeah,
0: I know, but she got... It was the... written by
1: a man. Directed by a woman. She got
0: that story like spawn. I mean, the guy's the guy in it who has the kind of weird. Um, I get a kick from doing this weird job. From doing this job that other bomb people. Bomb disposal. The, it's bomb disposal. Most people would kind of be terrified of it. It's kind of a rush for him. Um, it's, and it's really. Irresponsible for it to be a rush for you, isn't it? You know yeah, yeah. the whole thing. It's an irresponsible. If you're with a team of people defusing a bomb, and for you you don't give a fuck, it's kind of reckless. So I just like how all that came across. You'll have to see it it's good. Yeah. Um, so that's my stuff for this week Sid Talk.
1: What do I have? I'm going to say Erin Gobra, which we didn't know what that meant. We saw the movie Erin
0: Gobra. Erin right.
1: Gobra, which is Irish Tattooed apparently. on
0: one of the boondock saints. No.
1: They painted on the back of one of the dudes. Yes they did. And, and they said what does that mean? And the guy said it means you fucked. Well then I thought that's what that meant and then I looked at my Facebook <laughs> right and in a weird coincidence my younger well, cousin nothing's like a coincidence there, nothing's coincidence in life I know this younger cousin that I have she's like 30, I believe. She's very adorable. She lives in California. She has her own little food service business on the beach. And today posted a picture of herself holding, like... She had, like, on a green apron, because I guess they're doing a... Patrick's you know, Day. St. Patrick's Day thing. And in her hand is a little thing that says, Aaron, go Bra.
0: And you thought... Now, an egg said Yeah, fucked. and
1: then I'm like, do you know what that means? Because I'm thinking it means you're fucked. And then, sort I looked it up, and it just says, like, forever. Ireland forever. Yeah. So, it's not... Which, to
0: the Boondock Saints, does mean you're Yeah, fucked, that means we're in town
1: we're, and you're fucked. So, you know, that was a funny thing. And next, what's for dinner? We're going to have sandwiches made with some lovely vegetables. I'm, go- I'm braising right now, as you can smell, garlic and onion and peppers. We're going to have some cooked cabbage and maybe a few chips. Vegetable uh, sandwich. Yeah. You know, veggie sandwich. I get it. Like, baked with the veggies on it and whatever the toppings we have to conjure up we Latin also have store. some of
0: that like um, beef strip tip things if mm-hmm. you in there
1: they might be out of date they're not we also have lots of veggie burgers we have the Mexican style and the oh, pizza those? style we have the sausage which I had last time I name, could recommend
0: um, Morningstar yeah. veggie burger products whatever the, yeah. all the ones I've had up, they're of not added.
1: vegan they have a couple that are vegan so if that's what you look for but vegetarian they're still good really good yeah the Mexican one, swear to God. You cook bean, it, beef, bean, I sliced it up, bean burrito. put it in a taco, I mean in a tortilla, put in some lettuce and tomato. It's awesome. Really good. But tonight, we're not... Well, we can if we want. But. And then, um I was just listening to... I try to listen to some different things. You know, I've been, li- like, kind of exploring. We've been doing the veg- vegetable thing a lot. And then I read about vegan and I think, oh, that's just, I don't know, that's hardcore. You know, philosophy-wise, it's not in my realm. Food-wise, I'm not sure if I can commit to that. And I thought, I'm going to listen. Then they always mention raw foodists. Oh, raw vegan, foodists. you
0: mean? Like a, vegan, yeah. No eggs and no... Vegan, no is, really, n- just
1: vegan is a philosophy by which you live your life in a way that you buy products, eat food and live in a way that does not exploit animals in any way shape or form. That means no honey, no eggs, it's hard, no dairy, and no yeah, leather
0: shoes, no leather yeah, nothing
1: coat. that you can avoid that has been made on the back of an animal exploitation. And of course, the argument always is no matter what you do, animals are exploited and fine, but that's a philosophy, right? I can't go there. I don't I don't believe that 100%. So then I hear them mention raw foodists all the time and fruitists or fruitism or something like that. And I'm like, what? Oh, how, how much further can you go with your food thing, right? Well, I've been listening to, yeah, fruitists who only eat fruit. Because by eating a root vegetable or vegetables, you're killing the plant. By eating fruit off of a tree, that tree can live on. I know. I know I'm saying. They're extreme. And then when I listen, I was listening to a couple of raw food podcasts. And I'm not being... I'm going to start by saying I'm not trying to be funny, but of course it's going to sound Simon like I'm being rude. <laughs> I'm not being funny, right? <laughs> but I'm telling you now, you know, you never know in life. I can't predict what I'm going to be in the next 40 years. I could end up being a raw foodist, or a, I could go back to eating half a cow a day. Who knows? So I'm not saying this to be Go back hateful. to eating half a cow. Did you used to eat half a cow. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Probably. But these are the... What I think in my mind, stereotyping and being rude, the most hippy-dippy people. They talk about spirituality and connecting with the earth constantly. One guy has invented some kind of sheet thing that you can wrap around you or lay on the floor at your office. And it has a plug that you can plug into the ground wire of the building so that when you put your bare foot on it, you're connecting with the earth. Even though you're in a cubicle 50 stories up from the ground and they don't talk about that for an hour, how how the electricity from the earth actually heals your bones and gets rid of arthritis. And that uh, this one guy is like an extreme mineralist. So taking all these mineral supplements and he can't believe that in human history, we haven't all started doing this and how can we still possibly be eating solid foods? Because it is, that's what's killing us all. And we could potentially live to 200 years old. If only we tapped into this mineral and vitamins of the earth, rather than eating the fruits and the vegetables and the plants and the animals. I mean, it's serious. And then the person speaking with them is totally into it. And then there's the other woman who's like, you know, she's a total vegan raw foodist and she's a chef and how she, you know, everything she does is about spirituality and that your food's connected to your sexuality and that everything you put in your mouth is reflected even a thousand years down the road because all the people who come after you will be, you know, like... And it's not just giving, it's not even, it's not just like exploring these ideas. Because we can all say, yeah, everything I do is a ripple in the pond of all humanity. I mean, that's, you can't deny it, right? It sounds like you're like an ego thing, but it's true. Everything we do carries everything everybody else has ever done. It just keeps making the world go round and adds to and subtracts from everybody's experience. And now I sound like one of them. Well, that's true. But I'm saying, when I listen, there is consistently... This one theme, which is, and when I first started hearing them saying, I listened to seven hours of this last night, so it's probably why it's in my head. But at first I'm like, oh my god, I cannot listen to this. I can't listen to this shit. It's going to drive me crazy. Because they talk about love. And loving each other. And having respect for each other. Now it sounds like I'm a bitch, because I'm like, god, I don't want to listen to that shit. But... It's sort of this ethereal kind of love. And how we're all connected. And that you have to let go of all of your own feelings. Why did you, you listen have to, to seven
0: hours of this? <laughs>
1: because after I started listening for a while, I kind of set aside... I could separate the, the people who were sort of extra super sensitive types from the idea that... Yeah, it's not a bad idea for us not to treat each other like shit. Which is kind of a philosophy of mine anyway. Not to be, you know... That's kind of the root of it, really. Like, do unto others, which I don't even, you know. But after listening to it and thinking about it, I'm like, you know, that raw food thing, the vegan thing. Vegetarian, not so much, because it's not as hardcore, but it is truly a lifestyle. Oh, yeah, it is. It is truly a lifestyle. You know, people who put solar panels outside their windows, connected to solar flashlights, who do not use electricity at night in their house because they want to leave less of a carbon footprint and all that stuff... Over and over, all these stories. We don't recycle because recycle is wasteful. We reuse things in our life. We don't throw that bottle, uh, plastic bottle, in the recycle bin because that's wasteful. You know, recycling to them is even wasteful. Mm -hmm. They reuse everything in their own, you know. So, it's good to kind of get that in your head. The different, you know, and I got a really broad spectrum. Just different perspectives of people. Yeah, a really broad spectrum of what they consider the science of veganism and raw foodism and um, that the first humans who ever cooked food did a disservice to all humans since then because eating food is, or cooking food is what's killing us all and all that kind of stuff. And I think, mm, yeah, I don't, uh, I'm not going to follow that particular philosophy, really. It's interesting, though, because it's a huge movement, Right. you know. So... I wasn't going to listen to that kind of stuff. I just wanted to listen to vegetarian recipes and people talking about health and whatnot. But just in the future, if you're looking for a podcast to listen to and it seems like something kind of on the fringe of something you're interested in, but you think, oh, that's probably bullshit, just listen to it. Because, you know, it's just people. Sometimes they're annoying. I listened to this one vegan guy. I listened to five minutes of him, and his voice actually annoyed <laughs> me so bad. That's all
0: the vegetables. And
1: I had, like, six hours of him on my thing, and I was like, I can't listen. No, it was like, he was real, like, oh, God. You know, if you're a person who thinks that, you know, you can live in a house and you're not killing animals. You know, like, like you can't do anything in life like the guy from- without being a horrible bastard because you're hurting animals. You know, and he, I mean but his voice and his attitude it was real ugh got up my ass and i didn't like it so that's one per- and it was just him you know maybe not his philosophy but you know you never know you don't have to change to that philosophy of those people but i'm a person who's very clear cut about things i don't give a shit about people's opinions or what they think about life i don't take it on board necessarily but i'm trying to open to think okay when you're dealing with certain people it might be good to understand Their point of view, instead of just attacking it, you know what I mean? Instead of going like, oh, you're so full of shit, you hippie. (laughs) Be like, well, you know what? The foundation of what you think is good. You think people should be good to each other and be good to our planet because someday, you know, we could destroy it. That's not a bad philosophy. It's hmm. all the other stuff that Seems comes like after extreme. that That gets very extreme And you know I'm very comfortable In my life and I can honestly say they're, They make a lot of sacrifices I would not be willing To make so you know It was an interesting uh, interesting night at work Listening to that in my head all night And I was also going to say you know Corey Haim of course uh, Kind of an icon of our semi-youth We weren't terribly young when he was In movies I guess we were because yeah. he was a couple years younger Than us but you know him from We all know where he's from the Lost Boys. The Lost Boys. And Dream a Little Dream and some other stuff. And a License to
0: Drive. And it made me realize,
1: because everybody's like, Corey Haim, you even said, of course he's got loads of money. I mean, but he didn't. According to reports, he had no money, lived with his mother. The city lives in Toronto. Canada. Is even going to pay for his funeral, all that stuff. And you think, wow, you know, that guy actually, as a part of certain movies, formed some of my youth and some experiences I had or whatever. Maybe not him personally. And then, yeah, you know, then... The choices he's made in his life kind Mm -hmm. of um, made it not end up so good, sadly. And so I thought, okay, what's somebody that I can think of from a movie who was a kid and I have no idea where they are now? I'm going to look them up. And I thought of the little kid, Kenny, from Mr. Mom, who carried the whoopee, carried his blanket around. And he was so so awesome when he yeah, when I they, don't remember. when they had to burn his little whoopee, and he went and he's like I have to be alone and he went and he just laid on his bed and crossed his little arms, you know. And I mean, you know, he's a little kid, so I can't say, Oh, that's great acting, but it's it's in my memory. It's another movie I've seen many times. So looked him up. His name is Taliesin Jaffe. I don't know if I'm saying that right. And He's done, in these past 20 years, he's done a lot of, like, anime voices. He goes to anime conferences. Oh, yeah, we saw him on He does YouTube video thing. game voices. Um, I didn't go through his entire list. He was in some TV shows and stuff right after Mr. Mom. But, you know, it's like an interesting thing. We talked about Will Wheaton, who, you know, he was Stand By Me, and then he was in Star Trek Next Generation. Yeah, now he's, he's like a, geek. He's a geek guy who, you know, still has his fame from that as a geek man. He's a grown man now. And I just thought that was interesting to think, like...
0: It is interesting because when you see some people in movies, especially for a, a period of time, you automatically think they're rich and famous and yes. that's that for them.
1: And that that's, you know, and then when you don't, when you look at someone's lists and sometimes...
0: Gary Coleman is one of them. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't in movies, but in...
1: You would think, yeah.
0: But no, he's really... And
1: then on the flip side, someone else who, like Ron Howard, he has been famous and arguably successful. rich his entire Life that yeah. I know of. I mean, there could have been times, so I don't know. No, but he no, started out know, as Opie so. on Andy Griffith, and then he was, you know, uh, Happy Days. Happy Days, and then he started making his movies, and that's been that. And he went that direction where you've got the Bonnie, Danny Bonadougis from like Partridge Family, who was a big fat loser for a long time. I don't know if he was fat, but he was loser guy and kind of an opportunist to me. Same as Corey Feldman, one of those guys that in Stand Partridge By Me, he's awesome. Guy too. Yeah, that's what I said. Danny you no
0: the other one the um the redhead the, with the top model got getting married you see is he, was he from Bartry's family
1: uh-uh.
0: the one who was with the girl from the top model who won the top model or whatever and
1: no like, Bartry uh, he was um great he was uh Brady Peter Bunch. Brady, Brady Bunch. Bunch yeah Peter Peter see there's another guy yeah yeah you know but he's been alright I think he's in other businesses you right. see he's not just in show business right. he's been successful from other stuff But it's just interesting because, yeah, they're just in movies. That's their job. They get paid. But they do form, as we're looking at them, you know, as a character on a screen, in a story, on a TV show, they form ideas and experiences for us. We can't help it. That's how it is. If you watch every episode of The Brady Bunch, you think of him as Peter Brady, and he's the guy who got really cocky because he saved some girl and then he wanted to have a party and nobody liked him because he was acting like a jerk and you learned a lesson from Peter Brady don't act like a jerk <laughs> you know what I mean so then as you grow up and then you see him as a grown man and you're like well, he doesn't appeal to me much anymore he's kind of a dick or whatever it's hard to separate that and so I think it's an interesting uh...
0: where are they now
1: yeah right. see
0: Mark Hamill's a good one yeah because he was like the most famous person <laughs> he... on the planet no kidding and then, where, did, where was he after that? I mean, and now, now he there. does voices for things and stuff, but he's still. Successfully. He's successful in his thing, but he's not. He's not Harrison Ford, is what I'm saying. Yeah, not, in the, he, You happens, know, it's like? got to
1: boil down to the person, man. Yeah. There's got to be something about that person that is either not as talented as everyone thinks, they or just are. not
0: lucky, maybe. Or Their personality doesn't
1: fit in. Cause you've got to think yeah, that some that. people might walk in that room, and the producer and the director are like, "Oh my god, he's such an asshole! How could we possibly?" He's just not that charming, not? or whatever. Yeah, it yeah. just doesn't work like <laughs> that. Yeah. Putting his face in our movie just isn't enough, or whatever. But I just think that's an interesting thing to think about. Because we love movies and TV a lot from our childhood and from our youth. And you know, after watching the Oscars, and they had everybody from the Breakfast Club, and girl all grown up. You know what I mean? They had all well, you know, Ali from Sheedy John and, and Molly Ringwald is... who hadn't seen. Yeah, yeah paying tribute to John Hughes And you just think You know They're just like everybody else But for a moment in time They did a part Played a character Who we fell in love with Or we hated Or we identified with Or instilled And it might have actually Formed an opinion About something in life Just by watching And they had, maybe they Had no intention of doing it But it actually I still think
0: You can I still think uh, Talking of John Hughes movies My favorite of them all Ferris Bueller, mm. I still believe you can show that to a kid of today and they... We um, did. Yeah, we did. I mean, but still. And while it's dated as as to what them kids see, you know, it looks different and stuff. I still think it can shape a lot of stuff immediately. Like, Shaping you, or, yeah. Like, really, I... Can't, not, not that you can have the day off school and be a, you know... Yeah, uh, but... But there are options... It might end up, like, not, not so good, but there are options. Like, I don't really have to follow every. Like I said to you the other week, when you're a kid, for some reason, at first, you re- think you have to do everything you're told. But then there's one day where, for me especially, there was, there was a day where I thought to myself, okay, what happens if I don't do what they say? And then stuff changes for you. And that's the message that Ferris Bueller is trying to yeah, get across. Yeah, and
1: part of why you have that in your mind are stories you've read, movies you've seen, TV Possibly shows Ferris Bueller.
0: I saw it a lot Correct. when I was a kid. Like, uh, why, you know, why And don't the person
1: I'm... who wrote that and the person who directed that yeah. was thinking that. And so it's like, you know, you still identify with these people and their faces and that little glimpse in history. They might have been ten years old when you saw him in Stand By Me, right? Mm -hmm. And now I see Corey Feldman and I'm like, Oh God, he makes my skin crawl. But I can't let that take away from the Goonies or from those Yeah, I can still watch him in that and it's separate from that and yet the person he is now that I see presented to me on shows and whatnot, it just oh god. So it's interesting to think that those people, we don't know them. They have an impact on your life, whether you admit it or not.
0: Movies, TV, everything. Um,
1: yeah, music, even. Yeah, everything. Um, Video games.
0: Gary Coleman.
1: What are you talking about, Willis?
0: What are you talking about, Willis?
1: What you talking about, Willis?
0: Alright, so um, that's our epic podcast for this week. Uh, That's one hour and 40 minutes almost.
1: Mm, I smell the garlic and the onion.
0: So, thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, I hope... See, I know that we must have kind of liked Boondock Saints because we talked about it longer. Yeah. So, I mean, if we don't like it generally...
1: I guess controversial is good. Yeah. In your mind, if you don't just lap it up and you're not totally in love with it, then the little flaws that you think are flaws... Yeah make it more
0: interesting I, I, I believe yeah boondock saints was a not like the box the, the box and boondock saints is sat right next to each other there <laughs> and i would rather go and watch boondock yeah. Saints again than yeah the box. definitely so uh, thanks for listening i want to remind you about the websites ascully.com sidtalk.com you can also catch us both on twitter.com i'm at ascully and if you want to follow me you can win a blur beta code tomorrow that's blur b l u r blur eight
1: again. o'clock central time
0: Nine o'clock. No, nine
1: o'clock central time.
0: Don't misinformation these people. <laughs> or you can follow at Sid Talk. You can catch us on Facebook, Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, YouTube, anywhere on the web where you can be. We're probably there. Correct. Would you say? Um, you can also catch this podcast on the Zune Marketplace, the iTunes Music Store. Or just go to com. click on the word podcast, subscribe, listen on the page... Do whatever you like. Um, listen to... How many are we on? 113 of them. So, um, you can also... Well, this is something I've not recommended before, but I do recommend you check out our movie recommendations, because we do know what we're talking about.
1: <laughs> we don't have them posted anywhere, though. No, but... I'm compiling the list. The
0: Departed, Leon, True Romance, Midnight Run.
1: Awesome. All four of those movies are kick-ass, man.
0: Yeah. I'm telling you. Um And... You can email feedback to me at aschoolie.com. You know about Sid Talk. Don't bother emailing her. She hates
1: you. (laughs) And... No, I don't hate anyone anymore. I love everybody. Okay.
0: But still doesn't accept emails.
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I want to say, um... uh, Stay classy, the Boondock Saints.
1: And... There's a recommendation. The first. The Boondock Saints. That's a good one.
0: Yeah. And uh, stay classy. And while I said earlier that... I don't think we will see a three we possibly will
1: Hmm. and I'm gonna say think for yourself everybody think for yourself just don't forget that everything you hear and see is gonna influence you a little bit but still think for yourself or all those things will do it for you